0: Hey, welcome back to the show. So today we're gonna to talk about, a lot of entrepreneurs talk about this and struggle with, once you have success, how do you deal with family, your close friends, people around you that think you're changing or different or just, they, it's, weird things happen when you start having success in entrepreneurship and in, and in business in general. And so anyways, this episode is kind of a rant going on that, but I hope you guys enjoy, peace. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, welcome back to the show. So today we're going to talk about As an entrepreneur, the stuff we're teaching is powerful. Uh, Starting a fund is, is incredible. And what that does to your friends and your family and people around you in your circle once you have failures, how they treat you, and then also when you have success and how to deal with that mentally i I've, I've actually talked to a lot of entrepreneurs that have said this is one of the hardest pieces of entrepreneurship because we are the ones that decided to take the roller coaster route right we said we're going to be the crazy ones the crazy 1% that want to go on the the wild ride of entrepreneurship when we know 9 out of 10 businesses fail and that's what the statistics tells when we say we're going to be the 1% that make it and crush it in business and we are we're taking a roller coaster ride right we're going to have really high ups and really low lows and go for it and that's hard sometimes for our friends and families to deal with. And they, a lot of times it, it sabotages your mental state because they just don't understand where we're at. Like I, I got into college, my first day of college, I was like, I am an entrepreneur. And I, my goal was I want to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. I need to upgrade. I would always say, you know, I am the variable, right? If I'm not successful yet, it's because of me. Because I don't know enough yet. I'm not smart enough yet. I am the variable. How can I learn the fastest? And for me, it was starting businesses. In college, I started 14 different business tries while I was at college. And my theory was, hey, you're gonna get up to the plate you know, and swing as, as many times as possible. And you're maybe gonna hit a single. You're maybe gonna hit a double. But eventually, I'm gonna hit a home run. I'm gonna hit one out of the park. That was my theory, right? I was like, I gotta get up to the plate. There's no way I can learn as fast from reading a book, or sitting on the sidelines, watching, you know, doing a nine to five job, if my goal is to be an entrepreneur. And so in in college, I literally started 14 different businesses. And um, during that time too, I went and worked, I worked for now recently a PE fund and a large tech company in Silicon Valley. And there's no, I did not learn as fast as I did running, like starting those 14 businesses, now running my own fund. I learned way faster, your learning curve. And you guys know this as entrepreneurs, like your learning curve goes way up when starting your own businesses versus taking a job for somebody, taking orders from a boss. You just don't think at that level as you do as an entrepreneur. And for me, each business built upon the next. Like my first business, I was like, okay, how do I set up an LLC? It took me like two weeks to set up an LLC. And then I was like, okay, how do I... Uh, set up a, you know, like a, a, like a bank account. And I was like, okay, to me, like, you know, I had to call around like eight days to figure out how to set up a bank account. And I slowly, but surely figured out things over time. And now I, you know, I, I've learned how to sell, to pitch and all these different things. So I was on try. So 14 different tries, but on try number eight, I, we'd started a company and we were building websites and doing online advertising for different people and different companies. And I'm, I'm okay at doing that kind of stuff. I found incredible partners that were really good at building websites, and we had a whole team that would build websites and ads. And I was though I was good at landing deals, right? I was good at pitching and selling, so I said like, I'm gonna do that. So I'd go to companies, I'd walk in, like, hey, your guys's online presence sucks, um, and I would sell them on why they sucked, and say, hey, we can come in and give you a solution, right? Pay us, I'd said, pay us five grand up front, and we're gonna take ten percent revenue of all the sales that we generate through our our advertising and funnel. And they're like, they're like, done they signed and we were like, oh my gosh, we're like college kids. We just like, we had signed like four or five companies all at five grand. We're like, this is amazing. Like we got an incredible business here. And so we were working for this one company. And, uh, and so I was, I'd sold them on this that we could deliver. And we start building their online advertising, their websites, their funnel, stuff like that. And, uh, first try comes and we just flop. Like we'd spent like 200 bucks on ads, 300 bucks on ads. We're selling a $15 product like nobody bought. Like, oh crap. Okay, we restructured. Like, go oh again. Here we go. We launched, like, another funnel, never another online advertising campaign. We're selling a $15 product. And we spent, I don't know, 500 bucks on ads. Zero people purchased. Like, zero. Spent 500 bucks. Made zero back from this company. Like, oh, my gosh. Like... This sucks. Like, and we can't deliver. And the company's calling us like, what's going on? Have you guys turned on the ads yet? And we're like, yeah, we've turned them on. We're just waiting for the sales are going to come, you know? And, and, um, we were looking at potentially, we'd done good for other businesses. And just like these last, like we had a couple at the same time that we just couldn't figure out. Like we, it was like a few businesses we were working for and we just could not figure out anything. And, um, we were looking to maybe just wrap the business up. Maybe just refund the company. Say, hey, take your five grand back. We, you know, we didn't do what we performed in. I remember hitting this low of like, crap, like this total failure. And, and, uh, you know, it's funny that when you hit that low in business, your friends and your family love to empathize with you, right? Oh, like, you know, oh, that's, that sucks. That's so hard. Like, I'm so sorry about that. And they, everyone comes and empathizes with you because it kind of, I think brings you back down to like below them. And, and it's the same with like, if you have anxiety or depression or you're overweight, people love to empathize with you and be with you. But for me, I was like, no, like don't like, this is a stepping stone, right? Like this is me at, at plate. Like I struck out, but now I can read the pitch next time and I'm going to knock it, you know, hit a good hit next time. And it's funny though. Um, people also, so that was the first thing they love to emphasize. Secondly, people love to say, man, I, I kind of told you so, right? Like, you shouldn't have done this whole entrepreneurship thing. You're kind of dumb. Like you should go get a, like a, a job. That's kind of what they're saying, right? Get out of the game. Like go get a steady income. And this might be your, you know, your mom or your spouse or your family, friends, whoever, like they're just trying to protect you, but we as an entrepreneur, we know this is progress, right? we we, we can't sit on the sidelines and watch everybody else practice. We got to be in the game. Um, but what's funny is that's kind of what happens when, when you're you know down and you're losing. But then about, you know, two months later, we actually signed another company. We generated $55,000 from scratch in like three weeks for this company. And we were doing well, and we were making a lot of money from that. And we'd sent another company. We were like, our business was like starting to boom a little bit. And it was a different business. And I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. And like friends and family that I went on to start my fund and my fund's done well now. And it's funny what happens when, when you start having success, you would think the people that were empathizing with you originally would be like your biggest cheerleaders, right? You think they would be like, oh my gosh, we're so excited for you. This is the greatest thing ever. But it, what happens is they sometimes say, oh, like you've changed, like, oh, like, or they start distancing themselves from you because they don't want to deal with, I don't, I don't know Why? And it's, it's hard for us entrepreneurs to understand like of, of why that's happening with our friends and family. And this isn't a stab at my personal friends and family. Like I have amazing friends and family that actually help me level up. Like, you know, I've got like nine, if you're around nine millionaires, like you're gonna be the 10th kind of a thing. And I feel that from in all different aspects of life, like a fantastic marriage or really good at fitness. Like I feel that from friends and I've, I love that, but I've I've seen this on the other side too, a few years ago. And from a lot of entrepreneurs that I've talked to, they feel the same way. And it's funny, what happens is we, and I was actually listening to Tony Robbins last week, I was in Nashville hearing him speak and he talked about this same principle of our thermostats. Everybody inside of them has a thermostat of what, what they're okay with, what level of, of success. For you, it might, let's just say an average person, for me, it's, you know, your, your range is from 65 degrees to 72 degrees and that's where you stay and that's where you have friends and family and you go to dinner on the weekends and you hang out, right? The moment that you drop below, that 65 degrees, the heater kicks on and the thermostat comes on and you get, you'll work your way back to that range of whether it's financial success or marital success or, you know, fit like fitness and stuff like that. Um, and same thing when you start making too much money, Tony talks about this. Sometimes people make, you know, do too well or, or doing, you know, too great. And their friends and family start to distance themselves because they have a different thermostat. They'll say, Hey, like, yeah, we just, they start distant. We can't hang out with them anymore. They're they're too rich, or they've changed, or they're ne- and you've like yeah, I have changed. Like I'm a different mind. I have a different mindset. Like I'm I'm trying to play at a higher level. And so what happens? And he's example of like the Biggest Loser, right? Or Weight Watchers. Like you have these people that lose incredible amounts of weight, like really quickly, hundred pounds lost. And they go home and they're like, yeah, they're feeling great. They're looking fit. Like people are like, wow, you look really fit. And their friends and family like, oh man, like you've totally changed. Like. And they go, yeah, maybe I have. And their friends start dissing. And they say, well, I'd rather have friends than be skinny. Subconsciously, this is what's happening. The psychologists say the same thing. And they will slowly sabotage their own success to get back to the range where their friends and family will accept them and maybe even sympathize with them because everyone loves sympathy. Same thing on the other side, right? You have like athletes, right? Or people that are really fit. I know somebody in, in my family, super fit um, woman. She got you know got pregnant, has a baby, and, you know, it's obviously going to add some weight when you're pregnant and, and baby. And she, like, seriously, like, you know, a week after having her baby is back at the gym, working hard, like working twice as hard to get her body back in fit shape because that's where her thermostat is at. She could feel the level of like, oh my gosh, it's dipping too low. I've got to get right back in shape as quickly as possible. And she was dieting, like getting right all back, you know, and, and getting right back into like perfect shape. That's what happens with your thermostat. And these are standards that we have. And so um, that's kind of what the first thing that happens is the friends and family are going to say you've changed or distractions. And then secondly, I was actually listening to Russell Brunson talk. He was mentioning the same topic. He said, I have friends like I, I, you know, they sympathize with me. I had, you know, failures and then I have success. And they come up to me and they're like, man, you know, and he's done really well. He's, you know, their companies are booming and he has friends that come and he's like, dude, Oh, Russell, like, man, I, I wish I could just, you're so lucky, dude. I wish I could find something like that. And he was like, what? Like lucky. Are you kidding?'" Like, I've been working my butt off for the past 15 years at the plate, swinging and striking out and failing. And you were sitting on the sideline just watching or not even wanting to get in the game. And you're like, lucky, are you kidding? And he was, uh, he got a freak. Out. He's like, are you, he's like, remember those times? Like, like you came home from night from work and you watched Netflix and hung out with your kids? Like, yeah, I was grinding and working hard and staying, you know, working till 2 a.m. and waking up early for 15 years. So he's like, no, I'm not lucky at all. Like, you got to work your butt off to do that. And um, that's, that's kind of the difference of, that's how our friends see it, right? Our friends say, man, you just, you just got lucky and fell into an awesome business. You're just super lucky. And we see it as, no, we've been practicing and going hard for 15 years. And, and for me, like, I was like, I want to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. when I got to college. Entrepreneurship is the fastest way to do that. Um, and the last thing that people talk about in, in this same realm is this glass ceiling effect kind of on the same note is they call it a lot of different things, standards, you know, thermostat, glass ceiling effect of you can see the success above you like us, right? Starting a fund. You can see yourself running a, a multi-million dollar fund. You're booming a hundred million dollar fund and you're making this money, but you have this glass ceiling that your mentality a lot of times won't let you get there. And for instance, like a great example is like two sisters, right? There's two sisters, the older, both aren't married. The younger sister, will subconsciously, like psychologists will talk about this, sabotage their dating relationships. You know, they date like a really great guy. They love, you know, they're cute. They start having a boyfriend, but their older sister isn't married yet. And something inside of them says, well, if I, my older sister isn't married yet, then I can't be married, right? And they have this, they call it the glass ceiling effect that, that you can't push through. And I was talking to a mentor about this. I was like, I feel like I have this glass ceiling effect of, of what's going on in my life. And he just said, the Bridger, um, there's an incredible book called The subtle art of not giving a an F, like the F word. (laughs) And like literally, you just don't care. Like the the only way to break through that is literally you wake up every morning, you put your head down, and you grind. And you do not care what friends and family or anybody around you says. And you listen to them when they talk to you, you go, Yeah, that's great. And in the back of your head, you go, You have no clue about my life, about what's going on. And they're gonna tell you, oh, like to protect you, right? Oh man, you probably should just get a normal job. Like you got to feed your family and stuff. Like, yeah, this whole entrepreneurship thing probably won't work for you. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And the back of your mind, you're like, you're an idiot. Like you have no clue. (laughs) And I don't mean you don't need to call your friends idiots, but maybe you do. Right. Uh, to, to keep yourself sane of like, no, like they don't, they're on a totally different mindset. They're on the, they're on an employee mindset. You're on a business owner, entrepreneur mindset, which are totally different. You understand that, to get from point A to point B, the fastest, the entrepreneurship is the fastest learning curve on the planet earth to get you there. And so he was telling me, he's like, Bridget, you wake up, you put your head down, you work hard all day, every day. You don't care what anybody else says because you know how to get there, how to get from point A to point B. Um, and so anyways, that was, that's my, uh, my two cents on this topic. Um, don't, you know, you gotta, and I'm not, I'm not like a personal mentor or goo. I'm not like the guru or anything like that. Go find like Tony Robbins, like he's amazing at this, or other people like that that can really teach you how to break through that. I'm just, you know, rebuttaling things they've told me and that have helped me break through that in my life. Um, but hopefully, this helps you know that the, other people struggle with this as well. And uh, this is a struggle that entrepreneurs that we're gonna have our entire careers and we just need to deal with it. And for me, it's been separating it out in my mind. of friends and family are awesome to hang out the weekends. I do not take business advice from friends and family. I take my own advice and from mentors that I've chosen as mentors in my life. That's the only people I take business advice from everybody else. I just, they talk to me. Yeah, I say great. Awesome. And I just flush it out the other ear. Like I don't listen to, it. I don't let it affect me. I don't let it hit my personality because it will sabotage your success. Anyways, hope this, has, hope this helps you guys. See you on the next episode. Peace. Yo, if you're just starting out, you probably have a lot of questions. That's awesome. I want to hear them. So please go to investmentfundsecrets.com, submit your questions. And if I like your question enough, I actually want to bring you on the show with me to ask those questions live to me. And I'm going to bring on another investment fund manager to answer them for you. So if you're interested in that, please submit a good question on the website. Again, that's investmentfundsecrets.com. See you then.